everybody welcome back to q-tips we are the video store junkies and we are back once again to bring you a few selections to watch over the weekend on streaming and zach actually came back he is off of probation welcome back zach do you have any recommendations for us Oh, Renee, uh, thank you so much. And yeah, so I, I, I hear that you've been spreading rumors about me, apparently. No, I was not on probation. Uh, there there was not a falling out. Uh, I've been, I, I have a good reason for not having been on the last couple episodes, as I know our uh, avid listeners have, have noticed my absence. Um, no, I've been, I've been camping out for great deals, of course, because we just, uh, this past week, we just had uh, Black Friday, which, as everyone knows, is the most important holiday in this country. So I camped out for a good two weeks to get some uh, some door busters, as they call them. Um, now, apparently, I didn't need to do that. Apparently, uh, you guys heard of this new thing. Apparently, you can uh, online online shopping. You can just go online. Mm. Or yeah, Okay. No one told. Yeah, no one told me. Uh, I felt like kind of a weirdo. I was wondering why I was the only one out there. Um, people did uh, throw a couple dollars and change at me. So uh, I guess that was that was a positive. But um. So yeah. Anyways, so my recommendations this week, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that as inspiration though, and uh, I wanna I wanna talk about uh, the great American pastime of shopping. And uh, my first recommendation, <laughs> man, you guys remember the the mall? Do you guys remember? Uh, you guys remember these things? Shopping mm-hmm. malls. Mm-hmm. You'd go. Vaguely. They'd have the food court and you know all the the F. FYE zombies. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. I was actually going to uh, recommend uh, a mall movie with zombies, but uh, apparently th- this is how much I hate streaming these days. And I know I shouldn't be saying this because uh, we're all about streaming here. Uh, although maybe that's why we're here, because streaming sucks so bad. You need us to, to guide you to the gems. Uh, yeah. Dawn of the Dead, not not actually streaming anywhere, apparently. Um, anyways, um, so yeah, but I, I wanted to I wanted to get back to, to the good old days of of that that feeling of going to the mall and shopping and uh, you know just being a good consumer. Um, but what happens when you go to the mall and things start going badly? Well, my first recommendation, uh, by the way, at the very top of my list of films, I cannot believe they have not remade uh, in the 21st century, is a film about just that. A couple kids go to a shopping mall. They have a little party. Unfortunately, the mall security system has other ideas when uh, it runs awry and uh, starts chopping them up. Uh, I'm, of course, talking about 1986's Chopping Mall, uh, co-starring Woo-hoo! Barbara Crampton. And uh, there, I think there are a lot of people that you may recognize if you're, if you're a fan of uh, cult horror movies. But it's got Barbara Crampton. It's got Dick Miller. That's really all you need to know. Um <laughs> So yeah, this one's about a uh, the the futuristic security system, uh, which uh, if if I remember correctly, I think it's supposed to be like a, a pilot program where they have all these robots in the mall, and uh, they're supposed to be you know keeping them all safe from uh, various uh, uh, do, do batters. Is that a, is that a term? Um, but yeah, the the security <laughs> system uh, it gets it malfunctions and it starts killing everyone in gruesome ways. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, this is a this is a a movie that I think we've recommended a few times, and I think we've we've talked about a few times. It's a just a really goofy, fun '80s horror movie. And again, I have no idea why this hasn't been remade because it just seems like it was way ahead of its time with you know all the automated security and all that, drones and stuff. Uh, seems like it's ripe for a remake. Although maybe I shouldn't give. Uh, Hollywood any ideas but until they do remake it you can watch it pretty much everywhere (laughs) on streaming Uh, you can watch it on Fubo you can watch it on Peacock Plus uh, or I don't even know if that's the name of the thing I don't think anyone Peacock Premium I don't know 
the Roku channel, of course, Tubi, Redbox, Crackle, Pluto TV, Shout TV. Uh, what else here? Uh, looks like it's on Shutter, Plex, Freebie. There's some there's some things here. Uh, Cineverse, I don't. Uh, Midnight Pulp, I think these are just made up things. Uh, and uh, Popcorn Flicks. Uh, so yeah, like I said, it's it's playing pretty much everywhere. It's playing on Tubi. That's all you really need to know. Um, so uh, speaking of uh, 80s classics that I think it's time for a, a, a Hollywood update, uh, I will pass this over to Bill Mulligan for his first recommendation. Well, thank you, Zach. I am the original here. Um, you know, Zach, I got a question for you. I think it's one you really need to think about. If footmen tire you, what will horses do? Pretty valued question there. Uh, and that is the title of the next movie. And this is a weird one. And to explain it, you, you have to understand first the story of um, Ron Ormond. And uh, boy, what what a story. This guy, um, Ron Ormond, was like a vaudeville magician. He's old. He, he, was, he was around. He's been in entertainment from the very beginning. Uh, died 19... Um, oof, I don't remember actually now. Somewhere around the, in the seventies or so, mid seventies, early early eighties, he was in show business for pretty much his whole life. Married his wife; they were married forty six years. She was in the business too. Their kids got into the business. He made a lot of low budget stuff, movies with Lash Larue, and uh, just a Mesa of Lost Women is probably one of his uh, most famous ones. Untamed Mistress, Forty Acre Fuel. Girl from Tobacco Row, basically movies that sounded like the covers for those sleazy paperback books they used to sell. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He produced Roller Derby. I mean, this guy is America. And then after doing stuff that was kind of racy, sort of on the edge and everything, he, had, he was in a plane accident and he got religion. And so he started making inspiring religious movies. But, you know... He could take the boy out of exploit- exploitation. He can't take exploitation out of the boy. His movie still <laughs> had that quality, and he was not afraid to, you know, to put in some blood and gore and stuff that was just hard to imagine. These films were mostly shown in churches, where they must have been mm-hmm. a hell of a wake-up call. Um, if footmen tire you, what will horses do? Is essentially a um, it's like a filmed sermon with fictionalized things stuck in there. And the sermon is by a man by the name of Estes W. Perkle. I want everyone to close their eyes and imagine (laughs) what you think Estes W. Perkle looks like. And then Google it and you will find that you're exactly right. I I can guarantee you, you nailed it. 100% nailed it from the, the crew cut to the glasses. Just you've got, you really got Estes W. Perkle. And he was a fire and brimstone preacher who was convinced of, like, a couple things. One, hell is just like it was in the Jack Chick comic strips, you know, with the devil going ha 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 as he pokes you with a pitchfork, and there's fire and misery, and everyone's dressed up in cheap Halloween costumes. And commies are bad. Listen, I'm with him on at least half of those uh, theories. He believed that the communists were going to take over the United States. So, and, and that's what his sermon was all about. And the only way we could prevent this calamity is basically if kids would just stop dancing. Hmm. I'm not joking. That was it. <laughs> dancing, dancing is the devil's calisthenics. It just, you know, leads you straight to, to communists. Um, yeah, th- this stuff is so great. So we, 
he's doing this thing. He's giving his speech. And then we cut to the cheapest possible takeover, communist takeover of the United States. I mean, you can almost imagine some little old lady in church and she's sewing the armbands. And uh, yeah, the communists take over and they, they put us in camps and they blare, Christianity is stupid over and over again. You've probably heard little bits of this movie um, being, being played by Negative Land, some, a band that mm-hmm. likes to take little bits and pieces and put them together. And um, hey, by the way, if you ever have a party and you can't get people to leave, Negative Land would probably be a good choice. But even better would be um, This is the Law of the Plague by Diamanda Gallus. It is absolutely great. It's like 17 minutes long of this woman quoting Leviticus and warbling. And she sounds, it's it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, the lady from Kioma. And uh, boy, it, it's great. But it will clear the room. Absolutely clear the room. If your neighbor's been giving you trouble, put the speakers up against the window. Put this song on constant repeat and then get in your car and drive away let the speakers stay behind because they're going to burn your house down great stuff <laughs> absolutely diamond gallus interesting lady so anyway um this this film has been like a holy grail i mean they showed it in churches then who knows where where it went it just disappeared i heard about it i figured i'll never get to see this and now it is there in all its cheap glory on youtube there's apparently a, a Blu-ray that's been released, and, and it probably looks as good as it ever was. This was one of those those films that would, they would play on a 16-millimeter projector like we had back in school in the old days. And every time you played it, you destroyed a little bit more of it. You know, This was true art, and, and it was art that could never be repeated because it was just disintegrating before your eyes. And you see the splices and the emulsion lines and just everything. Sometimes it would get jammed and you'd watch there when everybody froze and then suddenly would burn up, you know, as, as the, the, mm. uh, the film actually bubbles and breaks. And it's like, wow, this oh is... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, totally cool. Totally cool. So there you go. If footmen tire you, what will horses do? And I throw this to the lovely Renee. Well, thank you so much. This movie is called The Last Exit. Or, Yay. yeah, or you can find it under Little Bone Lodge. So if you if you search for The Last Exit, it might not come up. But Little Bone Lodge, same movie. It's like a psychological thriller. It was directed by Matthias Hone. And these brothers are escaping some problems and they get into an accident and they're trying to find some refuge and they find this house kind of in the middle of nowhere and this family they take them in and you know nobody really knows what anybody's intentions are and you know they're these guys are in a little bit of trouble so they're really just not trying to cause too many waves they really just kind of want to get on their way and the family of course has their own things that they need to protect their family and want to make sure that these guys aren't out there to harm them or cause any problems. So it's a very interesting movie. I don't really want to give away too much, but it's very interesting. It's got lots of little twists and turns and I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty good. This movie is called The Last Exit and you can watch it on Tubi and uh, I'll pass it to Paul. Why, thank you, Renee. And I'll second that. Yeah, I really like that one. It was a, it was kind of a surprise. I thought it was like, wow, that, that was really good. Well, my film, my first one, somebody recommended to me, and I, I do not know who, it might have been one of you guys. If so, speak up. Well, I have to tell you the film first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, I was really impressed with it. Um, it is uh, called Soft and Quiet, and it's playing on Netflix. 
and it is um it's it's a it's it's actually a difficult film to watch it's 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 disturbing in a number of ways um i don't want to say too much about it do not watch the trailer i haven't even watched the trailer but don't watch the trailer um pretty much the best description is the one they have just briefly on netflix i'll just read it to you because i think it it's it's gives you enough without too much it's playing out in real time an elementary school teacher organizes a mixer of like-minded women when she encounters a woman from her past leading to a volatile chain of events um so this is by writer director beth the arahu i think is how you pronounce it and uh her cinematographer is greta zazula and i recommend i mentioned the cinematographer because this is one of those films that's at least presented as if it was all done in one take apparently they did a total of four takes um and they use mostly the fourth take but they there are some places where they could have easily kind of stitched together and uh it is it is excellent it is again it was it's it takes takes a little bit before you kind of get hit to the part where where you get what's going on and once you do it it's it's a difficult film to watch but it's it's really effective it's really well done it was distributed picked up and distributed by bloomhouse um so it's technically i guess a horror thriller um but uh, really well worth watching and i don't want to say much else about it but it's it's really effective but it uh it will probably bother you and sit with you um and speaking of somebody who is soft and quiet i'll pass this to zach <laughs> oh thanks I, I thought you were gonna say speaking of someone who will uh, really bother you. Um, okay, so for my second recommendation, you know, I wanted to stick with the theme of shopping, especially shopping malls. But uh, like I mentioned earlier, my favorite movie ever about a shopping mall is not streaming anywhere because streaming sucks. Uh, the the remake of that movie, which I would also recommend, is only playing on Stars, and uh, I don't know how many people really subscribe to Stars. So. I guess if you if you uh, have stars, yeah, go watch the Dawn of the Dead remake. It's it's still a pretty fun movie. Uh, but instead, I'm going to recommend uh, something else. I don't think we've recommended this one before. And this is one of those movies, uh, it, I guess it's kind of a cult classic. I guess it's uh, kind of a hidden gem. Uh, most people, uh, if you're a fan of the Evil Dead films, if you're like a super fan, you've probably seen this. Um, but it's not a movie that I think uh, a lot of, uh, you know, general audiences have seen uh so this is it's it's i don't want to say it's a great movie but it's definitely an interesting movie especially if you if you like the whole uh evil dead series uh because it's uh, it's made by a lot of people who uh, were uh involved in that series uh so the name of the movie is intruder uh it is directed by scott spiegel who was uh, instrumental and in, he actually i think he was like a uh uh, high school friend of Sam Raimi, if I remember correctly, uh, did a lot of Sam Raimi's, uh, like a lot of the short films that he did, and he would go on to write The Evil Dead 2. Uh, he's directed a couple movies. This is probably the most notable. Uh, and it also uh, co-stars uh, Sam Raimi himself and uh, Ted Raimi. It also has a uh, small role by Bruce Campbell. It's also got a couple of other people from the Evil Dead movies. Um, so anyways, yeah. So if you're an Evil Dead fan, uh, this is worth checking out. It's uh, it's about uh, a couple of people in a, uh, uh, a grocery store. They're, they're closing up for the night. Um, and then they start dying off one by one. There's someone out there, uh, uh, shall we say, some sort of intruder uh, who is picking them off. And there, there is, of course, uh, a little bit of a mystery because the, the film starts out with an altercation and you think it's pretty obvious who the killer is. And then um, it, it becomes, uh, there, there's, you know, 
you start to question, oh, is, is he really the killer um, or is it someone else? Uh, yeah, like I said, it's it's I think it's worth watching. It's it, it's kind of like I'm not trying to talk uh, talk it down, but uh, it's probably most notable for the fact that it involves uh, a lot of the Evil Dead alum. And uh, it's, you know, it's still it's still a fun movie. Oh, also, I should mention, I think it has a small role by Greg Nicotero. So, um, so yeah, Intruder, uh, that can be found on Tubi, Pluto TV, and apparently uh, maybe the, the Full Moon uh, uh, streaming service, if uh, for the two of you who have that, which I think are on this <laughs> podcast. So, uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's a, another another fine film about shopping in America and how dangerous it can be. Um, anyways, uh, speaking of uh, full moon subscribers, no, actually, I think you're the one that's not a full moon subscriber. Uh, but I will pass it over to Bill Mulliken uh, for his second for his second sermon here. Well, thank you, Zach. Continuing our theme of weird Christ exploitation films by the Ormond family, we have 1976's. The Grim Reaper. And it's got a great poster with this, you know, the Grim Reaper and his skeleton. And he's, he's got that big farm equipment that he uses to mow down people. Nothing like that appears in this mm. movie. But I just have to love the idea that you'd go to this church and there it would be. There would be this really cool, lurid, psychotronic poster hanging on the walls. Um, now, this one does not have Estes W. Perkle. And I think a lot of people are disappointed by that. But I think that it really holds up better as an actual film. We do get Jerry Falwell and my favorite, Jack Van Impey, who is, um, and his wife, Rexella Van Impey, who I love. They mm. used to have this TV show and it was just, it was just the most amazing thing because he had memorized the King James version of the Bible, which is pretty impressive. And he genuinely believed that everything that was happening in the world was, was foretold in the Bible and yet more evidence that uh, Armageddon was coming, which he was really excited about, much more than mm. I think. So, so their show was just Rexella, this lovely woman, big, you know, 1980s hair, um, made Tammy Faye look like Sinead O'Connor. Um, she would read something from the newspaper. She had the newspaper and she'd read, you know, oh, there's, there was a bomb set off in the Middle East. And, and you know, she seemed very sad about it and everything. She seemed like a really nice person. And then Jack would just about jump out of his chair because he was so excited. It's like Ezekiel 25, 17, and off he would go and he would quote it. And somehow Mm -hmm. in in his mind, at least, and he seemed awfully convinced, it tied into all this. And then they'd cut back to Rexella and she would just shake her head in wonderment at this amazing man that she'd been married to for all these years. That, you know, (laughs) good times are coming. And by good times, I mean Armageddon. I'm not really sure uh, clear on all the theology involved, but... You know, in the end, I guess the good guys win. So, uh, all right. Uh, that was their show, and it ran forever. So they show up in here. This this one is about your typical American family. Dad's kind of a, a grumble puss. He's got two sons. Uh, one of them is pretty cool, Frankie. He He's a race car driver, and he drinks a lot of beer, and he worships his dad. And since his dad's not exactly what you would call a churchgoer, neither is Frankie. The younger son, mm-hmm. stick in the mud. He's he's more of a goody two-shoes, mama's boy. And um, anyway, unfortunately, Frankie, drinking a little too much beer and racing cars a little too fast, he's in a horrible accident and he dies. Mm. Sad. And that's pretty much the opening. Mm. And they, they go to church and it's like, you know, they want the preacher to, you know, give a sermon talking about how Frankie's in heaven. And the preacher's like, I'm pretty sure Frankie's not in heaven. 
uh, they get really upset about this. Uh, you can sort of understand. And uh, sure. then, you know, they all kinds of things happen. They uh, they try to contact Frankie with a spiritualist, which just makes ghosts show up. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then Dad has, like, visions of hell. And these visions of hell are great. They are so mm-hmm. low budget and yet kind of effective. I mean, why should why should hell look like a Busby Berkeley musical? I mean, it probably is fairly low budget. All you need is a little bit of fire and some pitch, you know? And just just let people burn, and they are they're they're dressed up in costumes. It honestly looks like they went to the Spirit Halloween store like the week after Halloween, when they are already boxing up all the good stuff and just taking whatever fell on the floor, just yeah. the cheapest stuff they can find, and uh, putting out. There's a guy dressed up as Dracula. I I mean I don't know maybe Dracula would be in hell. There's a woman who's got like a space alien thing. I guess she's supposed to be a demon. Yeah. No effort was made to blend in the appliance. <laughs> I mean, you could, you just could not be any cheaper. The, um, and then we have uh, scenes from the Bible as <laughs> enacted by the Ormans with no budget. I mean, that just does not work. Uh, Moses is played by a guy. I'm 100% convinced they had a Santa costume. And they just, you know, <laughs> yeah, they didn't use the red suit. But the beard, it's Santa. It's 100% Santa. Uh, anyway, so they have these visions, and it turns out, oh, it was just a dream all along. He had nodded off in church, and now he was ready to be saved. So it's kind of a happy ending, although Frankie's still in hell. I mean, listen, these guys don't don't mess around. If you get sent to hell, there ain't any coming back. You know, sure. the, best you can, the best you can hope for is that your sorry example can be an inspiration to the rest of your family not to go to hell. And I guess that's really <laughs> So the Grim Reaper, also on YouTube, also in wretched quality that I think makes it better these these films are supposed to they are cheap they should look cheap Mm. and it's easy to make fun of them and i would um but at the same time there's an earnestness about it there's a there's an honesty uh, about it this is what these people believed Mm. and in their own way that that belief that honest no snarkiness intended sincerity is what makes these really fascinating. They are in their own way much more surrealistic than people who kind of go out of their way to be artsy fartsy and everything. I mean, it's it's hard mm. to fake that. And you know, there there's just an interesting childlike primitive quality to it that is very hard to do. If you were trying to do it intentionally, it wouldn't work. You know, it's the it's the reason why we still go to see Rocky <laughs> Horror and nobody goes to see Shock Treatment. There there are some things <laughs> They can happen, but they can't be made to happen. So there you go. These are, um, I mean, listen, they're obviously not for everyone, but uh, I've just, I find them absolutely fascinating, and I'm glad that they did not just disintegrate to time, as I'm sure so much of those uh, kinds of films did. That This is the sort of stuff that probably played down south in drive-ins and was shown at churches and nowhere else, and who's saving that? You know, just every year, probably more and more of them just disintegrate into nothingness. But uh, anyway, I, that was that was I was just so happy to to see that these were available. Thank you, YouTube. You know, you really are rescuing some stuff that otherwise would probably already be gone by now. Mm. And once again, I send uh, send this to someone who I hope will be around forever. And that's Rena. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. My. <laughs> My next recommendation, uh, so I'm, I'm doing a little bit of a cheater again. So the last movie was directed by Matthias Hone, and I thought, well, let's just see what else this gentleman has done. 
And I ran across this film and I did not have time to watch it, but I feel I feel pretty good about it. So this is going to be a let's watch it together recommendation. So my recommendation, yeah, is from 2012 and it is called Cockneys versus Zombies. <laughs> yes. Have any of you guys heard of this at all? <laughs> yeah, I think I actually saw it. I have not seen it, but I, I am definitely aware of the title because it's once you hear the title, you can never uh, forget it. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that it's good. The trailer, I, see now I've got this thing now where I don't watch whole trailers. I try to cut them off like halfway in, if not sooner, just kind of depending because, you know, trailers nowadays. So it looked it looked pretty entertaining. It looked fairly action-packed. And it had like a little bit of a Shaun of the Dead vibe. So ultimately what is going on is a group of teenagers have decided to rob a bank <laughs> to save the retirement home that their grandparents are at and basically, you know, just prevent it from getting uh, torn down. And while they're in the middle of this heist, the construction company unleashes the plague and all hell breaks loose and zombies everywhere. And it looks like Looks like it might be fairly entertaining. So <laughs> I hope it is. And that is my recommendation. It is Cockneys versus Zombies. It is on Peacock and Roku, Tubi, Pluto. It's in a whole bunch of places. And on that note, I'll pass it to you, Paul. Why, thank you, Renee. <laughs> well, uh, my next film is oh, it's not actually a film, it's a series. And usually I wait till a series is done to recommend it, but I was like, nah, fuck it. I've watched three episodes of this and I like it and I want to recommend it. And it's The Curse playing on Paramount Plus with Showtime. It is created by Nathan Fielder and Benny Safdie and stars uh, Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone as a couple that it's okay. So it's a, it's kind of a comedy, but if you're familiar with Nathan Fielder's comedy, it's usually the it's going to make you feel uncomfortable kind of comedy. Um, his previous series were sort of reality shows, but definitely weren't. They were definitely, they, they were odd. I mean, we've recommended them before, I believe well worth watching, but this one is actually done as a straight scripted, uh, stri scripted show. And uh, so you've got Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone playing a young couple that are in uh, the Southwest and they're, they're trying to put together a, a pilot for a reality show. So reality shows still kind of show up in there, but it's not it's not shot as a reality show. It's not presented as such. That's just part of the elements. And Benny Safdie is the plays their producer. And uh, they are trying to like create these echo houses, but they're also trying you know, supposedly trying not to um, they're trying to work it in with the community and support the community, but there's a bunch of stuff that goes on there. Uh, I can't say they're really the best people in the world. Um, it's really f interesting. I mean, it's, it's, it's neat to see Nathan Fielder playing a character that's not Nathan Fielder, but it's still definitely got some of those Nathan Fielder isms to it, though. He's a little bit more aggressive in this. Usually he's in when he's played before he's kind of played a version of himself. That's kind of really kind of passive and quiet and, and annoying. But, um, this, he's got elements of that, but he's also a bit more aggressive and a bit more overtly a dick. Um, again, it's it's only three episodes in. I think there's ten episodes of it, and it was created by uh, Nathan Fielder and Benny Safdie, so it's it's got a good uh, 
got got a good pedigree. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with any of the Safdie brother stuff, uh, like Uncut Gems and things like that. They're they're really good. And Benny's uh, done a bunch of acting as well. So that's about all I really want to say on it. Because again, I'm not entirely certain where the hell this is going. It definitely has some parts where you're like, is this supposed to be funny? Uh, this is kind of uncomfortable, which is usually fits in with you know uh, Nathan Fielder's uh, wheelhouse. But um, uh, yeah, it's 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 real interesting. I, I don't want to say much else. I'm not entirely certain where it's going. Only a third of the way through. But that's the curse playing on Paramount Plus with Showtime. And I think are are we done? We are. For the weekend of December first, Bill recommended "If Footmen Tire You, What Will Horses Do?" available on YouTube, and "The Grim Reaper" also available on YouTube. Paul recommended Soft and Quiet, available on Netflix, and The Curse, available on Paramount Plus and Showtime. I recommended Cockneys vs. Zombies, available on Tubi, Peacock, Roku, and a variety of other places, and The Last Exit, or Little Bone Lodge, available on Tubi. Zachary recommended Chopping Mall, available on Roku, Peacock, Tubi, and a variety of other places and Intruder, available on Tubi, Pluto, and Full Moon. <laughs> uh, so apparently koalas are like the most horrible creatures on Earth. They're really? so damn cute. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're apparently awful. Absolutely awful. I think they're also like very disease ridden. Yeah, well, that's part of their awfulness or something. Yeah. Oh, see, that fits. Yeah, but I mean, who's disease to who? (laughs) True. Yeah. So I I think basically the rule is if an animal is really, really cute and yet you don't know anyone who has ever had one as a pet, there is something really bad about them. There's there's some something that just takes them out like they are chronic pissers and their pee smells <laughs> like uh, just the most horrible thing you can like imagine. Pee? <laughs> no, no. Oh, if only, if only it smelled like pee, that would not be a deal breaker. Frankly, cats cats have piss that could you know knock a buzzard off a shit wagon. I mean, they're 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 sticky, but we put up with them. But there's got to be something just unbelievably horrifying about say penguin feces mm. you know because they're so damn I, anyone would want to have a pet a penguin as a pet or a koala or you know i mean sure. yeah who wouldn't well there's a reason there's a reason they have not been made as pets and it's not because nobody thought oh wow i could make money selling people koalas as pets because i'm sure that's occurred <laughs> to everyone who saw a koala but then they walked up to them and something happened gnawed their mm. nose off, shat all over them. It's like hippos. Hippos are cute. Yeah, they're big, but they're cute. But that whole propeller shit thing. Yeah, that's a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Unless you're Pablo Escobar, and that's part of the charm. Oh my god.
Renee, go to around six, about the six minute mark okay. of this epic. And that's that's when you really get some primo scaring the neighbors material. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid. 